Welcome to track number five of Barrenness and Fruitfulness. Very good. Now, we are looking at fruitfulness. And one of the things we saw for fruitfulness is that we need a quiet time. Amen. Are you going to have your quiet time? Very good. Now, the next thing that we need to understand to become fruitful is the fact that um, God is going to use us even though we are not perfect. Amen. Amen. Are you excited about that? Are you glad that God can use you even though you are not perfect? Now the devil is able to harass us so much because we are not perfect. And he is able to deceive us and frighten us backwards. You know, when you want to surge forward, he'll bring up certain things. Then you just become confused. And one of the main works of the devil is confusion. Amen. Confusion is something that attacks someone who is trying to move forward but is receiving a word that makes him hesitate and then now you become confused amen and you will be surprised that one of the highest forms of demonic attack is actually confusion yeah demonic attack is confusion I never knew till recently that I found out that Confusion is actually an attack from the devil. Turn with me to James and you'll see that there. James chapter 3. Are you there? Are you there? Now, James chapter 3, where are we? Yeah. Verse 14. It says. If you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Amen. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Any time you have a strong enemy and you want to fight against him, think of a weapon of confusion. Yeah. Throw confusion into their midst. God himself uses confusion to fight. When the men of the Tower of Babel were building and they were doing something that he didn't want them to do, he fought against them with confusion. He divided their tongues. Then, when this one says, I love you, then she will hear, I want to sleep with you. And then she will, she will, she will slap him. So how do you mean by that? So why did you slap me? I said, I love you. I'm a Christian. I said, I love you. You slap me. How do you do that? Do you understand? This one will hold your hand and when you are just putting your hand on his shoulder, he will give you a karate chop. He said, why? Yeah, but you were hitting me. So I was not hitting you. I was putting my hand on your shoulder. So now everything, you see it differently. You hear it differently. 
when I'm saying that I want to bless you, 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 are, you, you are here that I want to be your boyfriend. You are now hearing so many things you should not hear. So, confusion comes to someone who is moving forward. And the devil will just bring something, confusion, into your life. And when you are confused, confused, you are not uncertain. You see, that is why at this time, God is curing us of confusion. Because that is why uh, I was sharing with you about when you have something that is not going away. Do you understand? You have to pray three times about it. And after that, you leave it. Because after, if you keep on praying, now you've prayed 17 times and it's not going. You begin to think that God doesn't like you. You can easily begin to think that God doesn't love you. You can easily begin to think that God is angry with you. Meanwhile, you are the person that God is very happy with. But because this thing is not going away, you are now beginning to listen to the devil as he tells you, God doesn't like you. God does not approve of you. God is not happy with you. God is going to kill you soon. He killed your brother last time. You are next. You heard that somebody died. You are the next one to die. And so on and so forth. So you become confused because you feel that the message you are getting is a contrary message. Do you understand? And so the enemy often confuses us. And you see, when you want to to become fruitful, one of the first things that the devil will throw at you is confusion. Yeah. You see, your life is not perfect. Do you understand? And he will throw your imperfections at you. When the disciples were going to, on the last night, when they were having the last supper, they began to argue who was the greatest. And Jesus told them, look, the greatest, the one who will be the servant and all that. Then he continued and said, but you must go you must do my work, you must preach and so on. He did not go on them and tell them, look, after I have saved you, I have trained you for all these years, on the last day, instead of thinking about who will be humble and whatever, you are now arguing about posts. Who is going to be this or who is going to be that? He could have disqualified them on that day. That could have been the end of their ministry, but he didn't. He just overlooked it and carried on sending them. Are you listening to me? So God often, he knows we are not perfect. He knows that. And he still wants to work with us. He knows we are young. He knows we are foolish. He knows we are bad. He knows we have done bad things. But he still likes us. And he still wants to work with us. Are you excited about that? So, why does God still like you even though you are bad who knows does anybody know why God still likes you huh what his love is for he created us huh he wants us to change yeah but why does he like us even though we are some way So that his grace will not be in vain. Huh? <laughs> what? He sees us through Christ. Yes. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Let me show you. 
Are you there? Now, verse 15, he says, For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, and yet without sin. Amen. He says, We do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. We have somebody who can understand. Do you understand? Now, if the Lord can understand us, one of the people that has to understand us greatly is you yourself. You have to understand yourself. Amen. Amen. Do you want to understand yourself? How many want to understand yourself? How many sometimes you find one part of you is saying, I love God, and another part of you wants to do something very bad? One part of you has brought yourself to church here and then the other part is thinking of something very very bad huh is it not amazing very bad wicked thoughts how many sometimes you have very bad thoughts in your mind very 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 bad nobody will ever think that something like this is in your mind a nice person like you do you see so the reason why I wrote this book because I'm introducing all the books to you seven great principles is so that you would understand yourself and understand why God still likes you amen Amen. are you understanding and when you understand it it will help you to be fruitful do you see because you will not be so much disturbed by some of the confusing aspects because there is much confusion that comes to you from your mind from your body from your thoughts from the flesh there's much confusion amen Amen. are you listening to me very good how many have got this book how many don't have it you need to get a copy do you have enough copies there give the people copies we are going to go through the book. Yeah, you don't have it there. Give them, they will buy. How many will buy? Give to them, they will buy. Everybody should buy. Any book that I have held, you must hold. So, make sure you are holding the barrenness. Make sure you are holding the preaching, teaching, and healing. Make sure you are holding the quiet time books. All of you. Hold it now. Write your bill. One is five dollars. One is ten dollars. Huh? And after the camp, you pay. In Kicha, in Chika, in Chika, are you getting a book or you don't have money? You don't have money. It's not true. You have money for some things. Huh? You don't have money at all. You don't have money. You see, you don't have money for this. That's you have money? Yeah. I know you have money. Everybody has money. Have something. Even the child has money. Do you see? Okay. Confusion is going in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, conf- when, when you start to move further, he will shout, hey, you, you, I know you. Shut up. Don't talk. Let others speak, not you. Huh? How many have heard the devil talking like that before? He told you, you. 
Let others preach, but you, please be quiet. You are too bad. Huh? So there are seven principles when you understand them. Look, confusion will help you to go out of you. And these principles, they are great principles because even though you think you know them or you understand them, you keep getting deeper understanding as you talk about them. If you preach about them, you become more, you understand it more. Amen. This is one of my best messages that I've been preaching for years. Amen. Now, the principle number one, have you got your book? We can be going through, okay? Is that God you have it already? Yeah, okay. If you have it, then you don't have to buy it again. You don't have to buy it if you have it. Okay? But I want you to have it because these are your notes. You don't have to write notes. We're just going to the book. Okay? No. So now this is going to dispel confusion from your life. Right now, First Thessalonians chapter five is in the book. You don't have to. Uh, well, I hope it's in the book. First Thessalonians chapter five is there. Verse twenty-three. What's happening with the book? Page ten comes after. Page thirteen. Oh, is that that's a problem with the book, right? This one was made in London. <laughs> this one was made in London. Page 10 comes before 11 in London. Mercy. And the introduction comes before the table of contents. Mercy. <laughs> Well, it's good that I'm reading it so that I also see. Okay. Okay, anyway, at least the verse is there. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Okay, it's on page 10. <laughs> it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, the first principle is that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in the body. Amen. 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 Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Remember yesterday, I was telling you about there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, which fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the gate of the rich man's of the rich man. And moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And he was desiring to be fed from the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. And the Bible says, And it came to pass that the beggar died. I told you the beggar died before the rich man. 
the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And it also came to pass that the rich man died and in hell. Now listen, when the poor man died, he was carried by angels. But when a man dies, angels don't carry his body. So you realize that the man was being carried. The real man was being carried. Angels were carrying somebody. And the beggar died and was carried by angels. So it means that there is somebody in you. I mean, who is you? So you are actually you looking out at me through these two windows. These are two windows through which you are looking. Do you see? So he was carried by angels into Abraham. Then the Bible says that, and the rich man died, and in hell he, not it, he, lifted up his eyes. Eyes? I thought we buried his eyes. But it seems there are still eyes somewhere. He lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth, these eyes can see, and seeth Abraham afar off, now he can recognize Father Abraham who has died years ago. So it looks like that thing which is left after the body dies is the same, looks the same like when you are alive. So I think that my spirit looks like me. Phys- how I look like physically, that's how I look like spiritually. Because when Jesus died and rose and he came, they recognized him like us physically. This is Jesus. So it came to pass that the rich man and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment and he seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said father Abraham have mercy on me for I am tormented in this flame tormented means that he can feel it means that the, the real man or the inner man or the man who lives forever can feel amen, amen. he said and I am tormented in this flame. I pray thee, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his where? Finger. Finger is attached to what? Hand. Hand is attached to the arm. Arm is attached to the body. So that he may dip his finger in water and cool my where? Tongue. Tongue is in the mouth. And the mouth is in the head. So you can see that they are describing a man. Tongue, hand, feeling, see, all that. Dip his finger in the water. Cool my tongue, for I am tormented. You see, that is why you will see in the Bible, in the New Testament, this expression, inner man. Everybody say, inner man. man. But you hear another one, inward man. And you hear another one, hidden man. Yes, so there is a hidden or a cryptos man. Do you see? And that is the real man that is alive. Amen. Amen. And that is in you. Are you listening to me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that is the real person who is within you as a person. And so a man, so that is the part of you that loves God. Do you understand? But there is an outer part of you that is some way you understand that's what I'm trying to say that I pray God that your whole spirit soul and body should be preserved God is not just trying to preserve your spirit or your soul he's trying to preserve your body 
He's trying to preserve your spirit. He's trying to preserve your soul. So God is concerned about all these three aspects of you. You see, and once you understand spiritually that you are made up of these three parts, when you start to have certain feelings or certain things start to come to you, you will now know that it's not that I want to do those things, but it's like a part of me. Do you understand? A part of me, do you see, wants to do those things. But it's not that I am like that. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So you find out that if you begin to feel a certain way, you may see that it's not that you are uh, bad, but you are made up of a spirit, a soul, and a body. So you have to ask yourself, what is the spirit? The spirit of a man is the part of him that went to hell. The inner man, the spirit and the soul that went to hell that or heaven. So when you die, this body will lie down. Amen. Amen. A few days ago, I went to the mortuary. One of our Christian sisters was dead. And she was lying there naked with, on top of some other people. And I couldn't even identify. I didn't know who, who, who she was. Because there were so many dead bodies there. Do you understand? This is, I mean, somebody who is uh, I mean, a, a, a rich, prosperous person. Now, I couldn't see who she was, which of the dead bodies was her. So there was a doctor there with me, a lady doctor who was there with me, one of our, our, our church members. And I said to her, which one is uh, sister so-and-so? I said, it's here. But I, said, I couldn't see the face. You know why? Because they are cut the head from here. You see, they cut the skin like this. From, from this ear to this ear, they cut the line. And then they fold your head over like this. And they fold here back. And then they cut off your brain. So she was lying there like that, but you can't see who it is. And the head was open up to here and here. So just from the neck down, you can see. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. And when I saw and I said, ah, so I said, then she said, oh, this is her. Then she said, okay, let me wear gloves and show you. So she put on the gloves. Eh? Do you understand what I'm saying? And the head, all this head, with the head was turned like this, this was turned. And then she turned the head back like this, the face. Your face is, you see, you are nothing. Do you understand? That's why when you are feeling proud, God doesn't understand what is wrong with you. Do you see? So she she turned the head like this. The head was folded from here up to here. She turned the head like this. Then she held the hair and turned, put the hair back and said, you see, that is her. And I looked at her and said, wow. Then they had opened all here. Open, open it like that. All her intestines. So she put her hands up. Brought out. So this is the liver. This is this. This is this. So they couldn't find anything with this. They couldn't find nothing. So when I look, I said, no. Our sister is no. This is no her. She's gone long time ago. She left this behind. It's not her. Do you understand? It's the body of the person. Or the container. Or the flesh. Do you understand? But the real person is not there. You understand? Because the man is made up of these three. Otherwise, when you are dead, you are dead like a dog. Then it's finished. But it's not finished at all. You step out of your body. Look, there was a sister in our church and she said to me, look, one day she was in her room. And I don't know what happened, but I think the Lord gave her an experience. She, came, she said she came out of her body. She came out. And she floated up to the air. And she was at the ceiling. And as she looked down, she could see herself lying there. 
and she was moving around. In fact, she was scared at the point that she wouldn't come back into her body. Then she said she came back into her body through her mouth and she entered her body and then she became alive again. Hey! You see, and you see that most Christians are not aware of these three sides. The soul is where you think and how you feel. And the spirit is the man, the real person. And the spirit and the soul, they are usually together. That's why the Bible says uh, the word of God reaches to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. There is a small border between the soul and the spirit. That's why sometimes the Bible, you see the word soul and spirit are almost used interchangeably. What shall it profit the man if he shall gain the world and lose his soul? It's like so the soul is the real person. You understand? So the soul and the spirit, but really usually when we talk of a soul, we usually either mean it's the spirit or it's the part which thinks and feels and the will and the intellect of a person. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So it's important for you to know that you are made up of these aspects. So when you are, for instance, when you are, when you are studying the word or when you are just uh, 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 giving yourself food, you see, like when we went to have breakfast today, you have not fed the real person. You have fed the container. One day, I went to the mortuary. So somebody was there. I have to do, you know, to, to become a doctor, you have to do postmortems. You have to do a number of postmortems. A postmortem is you do, you cut the person just like you cut off the head. So many things to, before you can qualify. So I had to do. So I did, one of the people that I did a postmortem, when I opened the stomach and do you know what it was? It was full of yam. <laughs> do you know yam? Yes. Do you people know, do you have yam in Sierra Leone? Yes. And Liberia and so on in Nigeria. Do you have yam? Yes. Big, I don't know whether he didn't chew the yam before he died, but they were all big white pieces of yam. Full. The stomach was full. But he was dead. Do you understand? He was dead, but his stomach was full of yam. So it shows you that the yam he was eating was not feeding his spirit. But it was feeding his, his body, which he had left now behind. And had gone. And the yam was still in the body. The, the stomach was full. I don't know, there was not much stew. Just yam. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the spirit of a man, you have to understand that these are the three aspects of a person. And therefore, if these are the three aspects, every one of you must take care of all three. God wants to preserve all aspects of you. But most of the time, we are concerned about only the physical and the flesh. So, we often neglect the spirit. So most of us, our spirits are undeveloped, but our bodies are well developed. Men are concerned about certain things, how they look, muscles, the size of a penis, and things like that. These are the things that concern a man. These, are, these have no value in eternal things. <laughs> Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the women are also concerned about different things, doing their hair, doing this, that, that. So many things. And things that have 
no eternal but there's nothing wrong if you want to concern yourself with it, fine but remember that it's part one then some people are concerned about the mind do you understand they are concerned about the mind they are concerned about I mean go to school masters PhD university this course in this a course in that doing this education and so on we are developing it fine God is not against that but then you must also develop your spirit because the spirit is also a part of you amen and in fact it's the main part of you and it's the part of you that will be alive forever there was a man of God called Robert Sladen he had a vision and he went to heaven he was only 8 years old and the Lord showed him many things about heaven and when he went to heaven he was 33 years old even though he was 8 years old on earth when he arrived in heaven he was 33 years old spiritually because his grandmother had been making him read his bible pray every day read his bible so he had developed spiritually so even though he was only 8 years old whilst on earth he was actually 33 years old when he arrived in heaven in the vision and when he came back he was still 8 years old so there are so all of us our minds our spirits our soul and our body are different ages so maybe how old are you how old are you maybe you have a 36 year old body 18 year old spirit and have you gone to school you've done masters maybe you are 40 years old in your soul in your mind 36 years old in your body but some people they are 30 year old but their body is like a 50 year old man no exercise you are not well you are always whatever different things do you understand there are some ladies you are just 25 years old but you look much much older do you understand what I mean? there are some ladies who are 50 years old but they look like 30 years old ladies depends so sometimes your body your spirit your soul everybody has a different do you understand different what do you call it huh yeah age so your body is uh, uh, Aloysius. Your body is how old? 29 years old. But about your spirit? Your spirit may be 4 years old. Your spirit may be 3 years old. Do you see? 2 years old. Some are tiny little babies. Louisa, how old is your body? 19 year old body. And how old is your spirit? You don't know. If we are to take an x-ray of our spirits, huh? we would be surprised to find out different levels. Isaac, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. But God wants us to preserve all three. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All three. Now, all these three will give us trouble or will give us blessing depending on how we handle them. And it is the greatest source of confusion for anybody who is trying to run forward. Because I'm telling you something. As you run forward, your flesh will hold you back. Even you may be preaching, you see that your flesh is now sick. The last time I was here at the camp meeting, my back, I was, I have never had in my whole life and since then, such a problem. I, I almost closed the camp meeting. You people may not know. I was suffering. I was suffering here. I have never had such a problem before. 
So you may, your spirit may be ready to speak, but your flesh may say, no, no, no. You can't speak. Not today. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You may want to preach that your spirit, your body will say, no, you're going home. I won't work again from today. I've finished working. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it will always bring confusion. But if you can understand these three, which is why I'm saying it to you, because fruitfulness is related to overcoming confusion. Amen? Amen. Now, the next principle is principle number two. Which is what? You all know this already. I know you know them, but I'm still preaching it. The spirit of an unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. Amen. When you are not saved, do you understand? The heart is wicked. Amen. Is that not so? And there is a verse, alright, that the heart, Jeremiah 17 verse 9, is deceitful and desperately wicked. Amen. Now, this verse should help you to understand some of the evil that is in men. That even though you can look out and see Australia, how beautiful it is. Look at the hills. Look at the trees. Look at the kangaroos. Look at the cows. Look at the peaceful environment. And yet, it is full of wicked men. Because an unsaved man, whether he's white, yellow, or green, is wicked. And is desperately wicked. And you can see the wickedness of men in the Bible. Hallelujah. For instance, you see where the Bible says, Wherefore God also gave them up. Amen. Oh, let's read. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain or foolish in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Amen. Amen. Their foolish heart was what? Darkened. And then in verse 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Amen. Amen. Listen, God has given up the human race to do whatever they want to do. And that is why all over the world today, you can see people who are doing whatever they want to do. That's why in every country in this last few years, they are all agreeing to marry men. Men will marry men. Women will marry women in a church. And they will be legal and they will adopt children. So there will be a little child, three years old. The father is Jim and the mother is Joe. And they will be together. Jim and Joe will be in the house and they will live. And God has allowed man to just flow in uncleanness. Amen. And do whatever he wants to do. Do you understand? Because we don't want to retain God in our knowledge. So whether, whether it is a black man, whether it is a yellow man, 
whether it's a blue man, whatever kind of man, what's the problem? Is it breakfast? Morning tea. All right. Close what? We need a fresh air. What time is the tea supposed to start? Okay. Please, let's concentrate, okay? Can we concentrate for a few minutes? All right. The camp is almost over, so let's concentrate, all right? Listen, whether, and you see, you people must understand it because some of you, because you are black people, you admire white people. Do you understand? You see them as good, perfect, great. One person was saying, when you're going to church and you meet a white man, you don't have to go anymore because you have seen God. Do you understand? This is what somebody said. Yeah. You don't have to go anymore because you have seen God. And also, you see, if you compare this, I don't think there's anywhere in Sierra Leone like this or in Ghana like this or Nigeria. Nigeria, I don't know if there's any beach there where you can go and swim. Huh? There is. <laughs> Where is, the, where is the beach in Nigeria? <laughs> I, I, I tell you, listen. Listen to me. All these nice things, whether you are a white man, whether you are a black man, whether you are an Indian man, this thing of wickedness in the heart is there and we need to see it you need to see because I tell you for me I see all men as the same look at Sierra Leone when they were fighting chopping off arms short sleeve and long sleeve wickedness look at Liberia when they were fighting normal peaceful people look at how they turned against each other do you understand Kosovo other nations you find that the way we turn around against each other do you see it's so wild even in secondary school little young people you see how they I mean boarding school wickedness bad things it's our nature children are born they fight sometimes I look at my children fight I say if this is how we are you know, we are terrible. Children fight all that. I will sit here. No, I said it first. I will sit here. I said it first. I will do this. this and that. I've booked the blood. I'll, I'll do this first. You said this. I'll do it. I mean, all the time. All the time. It never ends. And, and, and if you look at the nature and the history of mankind, just fighting. And as we grow, we fight still about nothing, but we'll fight. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is why we need salvation. And this is the cause of all the problems. The cause of the cause of the war is not that this one doesn't have and this one has. The cause of the problem is I hate you and you hate me. I'm jealous of you, you are jealous of me. This is what is in our heart. And that is what the cause of all the problem, divorces, marital, everything is caused by this thing. Do you understand? So you have to understand what you are dealing with. When you understand, it will help you to know why you must be a preacher. Yeah. 
and not just try to be a good person somewhere and see everybody. Oh, these people are okay. They are not okay. Look, some of these countries like Switzerland, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Austria, they have the highest suicide rate in the world. And yet it's the most, most beautiful country in the world. You can't get any country nicer than Switzerland. Perfect roads, perfect this, perfect that, perfect everything. And yet the highest number of suicide in the whole world in that country. And also there is a strong spirit of fear and depression. I have heard many people say, when you enter Switzerland, you become scared and you become depressed. I have experienced it myself. You will be there you suddenly become afraid. You will be sitting in the room you suddenly become scared. I'm telling you. It's a very wild thing. And the people have become homosexuals, drug, drug addicts. I mean, uh, 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 every kind of depravity that you want to think of. And the God, they do not receive. Our churches are marked as cults in Switzerland. They are, they are seen as cults. They are seen as, I mean, depra- uh, we are seen as false religions and so on. Do you understand? That is Switzerland. So I'm just trying to explain to you that the spirit of an unsaved man is dead and wicked. Desperately wicked. Whether he's black or white or whether it's you or your father or your mother, he's dead and is wicked and needs salvation. Whether he has painted it nicely this way or nicely in Switzerland or nicely in Australia, he's still dead. And, in this week, and when you understand that, you will understand the gospel. You will understand the use of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That the gospel of Jesus Christ is what will save men. Hallelujah. And I tell you, the wickedness and the depravity of all men is clear for us. That's why nothing is, nothing is changing. The world is becoming more dangerous. If President Bush thought he was going to make this world safer by doing whatever then I can tell you that he is not. Amen. Amen. Rather, we are all more scared in the world than ever before. Fear has multiplied greatly. Nobody knows which embassy, which building will be bombed, which shopping mall will be bombed, which aeroplane will be the next one that will put on the CNN and find out that some plane with 300 people. When we were coming here, we were more than three. When we were checking, they said we have checked in more than 300 people already. And the plane can take about 400 people. And I was thinking that a, a suicide bomber or a person who puts a bomb on a plane is a very wicked person. Hey, I mean, passing just about 400 in the middle of the sky, then just pow! You are a very, very wicked person. And that's what they are doing now. And that is, that is the developed world. If you, if you go to South Africa, you see uh, uh, Shaka the Zulu. You know Shaka the Zulu? Shaka Zulu. When they were killing people in those days, they put a stick here under, like a kebab. <laughs> and they push it through the anus. Oh, if you see it on the film, they put, they call it impaling. They put a stick through the back and lift the person up in the air. And you see the person here. Not that he is dancing, but because of the spinal cord, he has gone into convulsions. Hey, human beings. And you ask yourself that, where do we get these ideas from? 
how do we know how to be evil and how to be wicked? That's the standard way of executing. They impale you. And in, in that film, you see so many people being impaled. Oh. Wickedness. Fighting with swords. And they will fight over somebody's wife and hatred, love, different reasons. That's how this world is. And that's why Christ is needed. And that's why you must know that there is a, there is a need. There is a, there is a need to be a preacher. The word of God is the most. That's why I'm preaching. Look, when I was in school, eh, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not boasting, but I was one of the best students. I won a prize. I won a prize when I was in school. They chose the two best students. They gave us a prize. They gave us 2,000 pounds, more than 2,000 pounds cash to go and spend. And they gave us tickets, hotel, everything abroad. It's when I was in school. After that, when I even finished, I was in the top five of my class. I was, I was throughout. I was one of the best always. I'm not daft. As you see me preaching here, I'm not a fool. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing what is the best that can be done. It's not that I don't have something to do. Oh, no, at all. And most of you didn't do well in school. You know yourselves. So as I'm telling here, standing here telling you that I did well in school, and even the school that I did, I was one of the best people. You, you, you have to understand that there is a reason why we are standing here holding books and preaching like this. It's not that we are just, I mean, we, we are now lost. We don't know what to do anymore. Amen? Amen? So the next point is that this man, amen, amen. who is unsaved, amen, amen, needs to be saved. Okay? And needs to be born again. And when you are born again, the spirit of a saved man is righteous. After the old man is born again, when he's saved, the spirit is righteous. And true, that's principle number three. Have you got that there? Have you got that there? Yeah. I can preach this to you for seven weeks, but I'm just doing it in one hour. The spirit, when you are saved, when uh, Rita is saved, when Estella is saved, when Nancy is saved, who is this? Amanda. Amanda what? Sanko. When Amanda is saved, Amanda, were you here last year? Okay. When Amanda is saved, her spirit is righteous and truly holy. Amen. Amen. So now that you are saved, okay, which part of you is good? The spirit. Why do we say that? Because in John chapter 3, if you look on page... um, I hope it's the same page. John chapter uh, 39 of your book. You will see, it says that that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Amen. Amen. And if you look at page 36, you see, it says, A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Amen. Amen. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. God says, I will take away the hardened heart of mankind and I will put in a new heart. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? God will give you a new heart. And so, all that God has been doing with us is giving us a new heart. Amen. And when you are given a new heart, that new heart is righteous. It's born of God. That's why you see some parts in the Bible where the Bible talks about the, uh, we are the righteousness of God. 
what does it mean when it says you are the righteousness of God? Which part, when you think about bad things, you do bad things, you still feel bad, you still have bad thoughts. How can you be the righteousness of God? How can you be a good person with all these thoughts coming? You still watch pornography sometimes. Amen. You still look at uh, naked pictures. Mercy. You still watch bad films. How many have watched a bad film since you were saved? How many have watched a bad pornographic picture since you were saved? Yeah. How many have watched some bad films since you were saved? Don't pretend that. Look, if you pretend, I'll suck you from the church. Don't come and pose on me here, please. I don't want any kind of posing here. Just tell the truth. Yeah. So you see, that's why you are confused as to whether God can use you. Because you, you, you look at yourself and say, my God. Look, one day some pastors went to Amsterdam for a conference. Big pastors conference. And they stayed in a hotel. They said that, you know in a hotel, when you stay in a hotel, you can choose a pay channel. They have a pay TV. And they have adult movie, what they call adult movie, which is pornography. So you can choose. When you choose, you pay. They said that that weekend, eh, that the pastors came for the conference, that was the highest <laughs> amount that they ever earned from the pornography pictures, films. Ever. I think it was a, a whatever evangelistic conference. A lot, thousands of pastors from all over the world. <laughs> Mercy. Are you listening to me? Yeah. That's why you are confused. Because you ask yourself, Lord, if I'm really a good person who can be used by you, why would I do such a thing? Why does it occur to me? Do, do you think that this person doesn't? No, no, that all the pastors were watching the thing in the different rooms. <laughs> Every pastor in his room was watching. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is that what God has changed is your heart. Do you see? Because I remember when I was an unbeliever and I remember one day I was going to do something bad. I actually prayed for strength, ability, and strategies and direction to do the bad things. But after I was saved, when my heart was changed, instead of praying about it, I rather felt bad about it. Do you understand? So it's like you'll be doing the bad thing, but now you feel bad about it in your heart. You know that there is something wrong with it. You understand? But you still have the same capabilities. Amen? Are you listening? So that's principle number three. Principle number four. After you are a born again Christian, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. Amen. And First Peter two two says, as newborn babies, 
Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Amen. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 and 14, it says that you henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. No more children. So ladies and gentlemen, you are a baby, amen, amen. when you are born again. Now, what, what does that mean? When somebody is a baby, can he have much influence? Like that baby at the back there, sleeping there. Can she do anything here? No. Maybe that baby lying at the back there is Catherine Kuhlman. In the future. Maybe that baby is some other baby. Maybe that baby is a blessing. But you cannot do much when you are a baby. You have to grow. And that is why when you are born again, you have to grow. You can't just lift your hands and say, I give my life to Jesus. Many of you were tiny little babies before you came to this church. It's since you came to church that you started growing a bit. How many have realized that you started growing spiritually? But it's not that you were not born again. You were born again, but you were not growing. And when you don't grow, you are like an unbeliever. Because when you are a baby, you cannot control anything. You cannot control your flesh. Anything that your flesh wants to do, you do it. But when you are grown up, if your flesh wants to do something, you don't just do it. If you feel like sleeping here, you don't just close your eyes and sleep. We are having a meeting. How do you just close your eyes and sleep? It's wrong. If you feel like poo-pooing now, you don't just poo-poo on us. It's not right. Amen. It's not acceptable. We cannot accept it. Even just the gas is not acceptable. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. yeah. But this baby at the back. If she wants to poo-poo, she'll do it right away. She doesn't care what is happening. She doesn't care who is there. You can be in the president's office. You just do whatever she wants to do. But you and I, even if the thing is coming, you have a way of walking. You, ma- you manage to walk somehow. You walk. People will think you are marching. <laughs> <laughs> One pastor was telling me, he said, he said to me, I was preaching. And in my stomach, something came into his stomach. He said, and there was no toilet in the church. <laughs> and he was in the middle of the sermon, so you can't stop. He said he was preaching, and the thing would move in his stomach. He said, but he just became quiet. <laughs> still in the church and look at the people because he didn't know what to do <laughs> you see if when you are grown up you, 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 even in the most urgent situations you will manage to control yourself when you are a baby you don't control you sleep anywhere 
You sleep with this person. You tell a lie about this. You, you don't come to church when you don't feel like coming to church. Every Sunday you don't feel like it. You just sleep on. You don't read your Bible. You do anything that you want to do. But when you grow up, you don't just sleep with someone. You don't just fornicate. Because now you are grown. Even if you feel like it, you look at it and say, no, this, I know. I don't do this anymore. I know this. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You control your body. You don't just follow every erection that you have. Yeah. Just because you have an erection. You are getting up and you are moving. Since when did that place guide you? I don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You cannot just follow your feeling. Ladies, you are lonely. You want somebody for the night. Hmm? You want somebody to tell you nice things. I love you. Tell me I love you. I know you are lying, but just say it. <laughs> you just want somebody to talk to you in a certain way and so on. Why? When you grow up spiritually, you realize that you cannot follow all these things anymore. Amen. Are you listening to me? Very, very important. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to I want you to know that when you are saved, your spirit is newborn. And as you study the word, as you grow in the word, as you pray, you become stronger spiritually and you are more able to control yourself. Can I have an amen? Amen. Are you glad about that? And so, by coming to the camp, you become stronger spiritually. You definitely will be stronger spiritually. Even I can feel that for many of you, this year you are stronger just by feeling. I can feel that you are stronger than you were last year. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you find out that you are more able to control yourself. Is that not so? Yeah. Spiritually, you are able to control yourself. Amen. amen. And it's a blessing to be able to control yourself. Can I have an amen? Amen. Alright, so let's go on. The next principle. And when you become mature spiritually, what happens? You begin to be a teacher and a preacher of the word of God. Amen. amen. Look at verse, verse 58. He says, when the time come, huh? When you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you. Brother Gene, there is a time which comes when you are supposed to be a teacher. Amen. Did you all hear me? I said there is a time when you are supposed to be a teacher. There is a time. You see, when the time comes when you ought to be, so there is a time which is to come. And when that time comes, you ought to be a teacher. If you are not a teacher, there is something wrong with you. I believe strongly that there is something wrong with all of us who do not allow ourselves to become teachers. I'm telling you, I believe it's a natural progression in a Christian life. Only that many do not develop. My sister, what's the name again? Estella. You are supposed to become a teacher. 
and you speak Arabic. So maybe you'll be an Arabic teacher of the word. Amen. Which country do you come from? Sudan. Wow. We want to go to Sudan. Amen. And preach in Sudan. Amen. Amen. It's not only United Nations which is needed in Sudan. Jesus is needed in Sudan. The real solution to the Sudanese problem is Jesus Christ. That is the solution. It's that the solution in Sierra Leone is Christ. The solution in Ghana is Christ. The solution in Nigeria is Christ. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So you are blessed. I believe that we are blessed. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, God wants to give us his great blessings. And he wants us to be delivered from confusion. That's why I'm sharing these things with you. Your spirit, it grows. And it will grow. And it will grow. And when you are with somebody who is growing spiritually, you can feel it. When you are with somebody who is... Last year, I mean, the way you were even dressed. Do you understand? Most of the ladies. Do you understand? The way you were even dressed, it shows... It shows... It just... It's just a symptom of a certain world that you are coming at. A world where you are used to using your flesh for anything. And you use it to do whatever. Do you understand? But now you are growing up spiritually. Even after I said you went and all, all went and changed. Do you see? Or you, or you wear them when, when I'm not around. Huh? Sometimes. Some, sometimes. A lot is gone. But there are still some small... I hear when you are mad and you are cured of madness, there's always some small one left. <laughs> no, you must throw them away so that one day when you feel like backsliding... There will not be. Otherwise, one day you feel you feel sad. I say, this God, I've been serving Him. He's not helping. Put on my armor, wear, and then I'll be moving. <laughs> Principle number five. After you are saved, your mind is still the same. It must be renewed. Page sixty-five. Are you there? After you are saved, your mind is the same. It must be renewed. And if you notice the verse there, Romans 12, it says, Be not conformed to this world. Amen? Are you there? And um, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will. Now it says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, having new things coming into your mind. Okay? So that's what changes you. You are changed by having new things going into your mind. Is that Lisa? Lisa? Iris. Sorry. Iris. Who is Lisa? Is that Lisa? Lisa. Uh Lisa, okay. Mm-hmm. Iris, 
you are changed when you have new things coming into your mind. Amen? Amen. Gamal, have new things come to your mind. A lot of new things. And it's changing you. Has Gamal changed? Huh? Who is Gamal's beloved? What's her name? Asiatu. These names must be changed. This must go. Asiatu, Aminata. Hmm? Huh? But when I came, you are still using Aminata, so I think you preferred Aminata. Aminata. Listen, you must, you must decide to renew your thinking. And that's why we are always reading the Bible. That is what changes you. Because if you don't renew your mind, you will not change. That's why we have a lot of Christians who have not changed. A lot of husbands who have not changed. A lot of wives who have not changed. A lot of young men who have not changed. Amen. Amen. This is a special young men's corner. (laughs) Future leaders. They are sitting at a powerful desk. Thinking and meditating about the word of God. In fact, it's powerful. Amen. Amen. You must renew your mind. And as you renew your mind, you are changed. Changed for a lifetime. Without renewing your mind, you will never change. And you will be so bad and so ugly and so some way. Some of us, we are used to being moody. Always moody. Huh? Face is straight. Face is squeezed. You see? If you are a lady, you shouldn't squeeze your face. You shouldn't always be moody. Looking sad. The normal mood of a Christian is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. So you must become joyful, cheerful, not dull and unhappy. Always casting a shadow on every group that you are a part of. Amen. Amen. You must be joy. The normal mood of Christianity is joy, happiness, laughter, talking, joy, not sadness, quiet. You straight made your face straight. And when they ask you, why is your face like that? You say, that's how it is. That's not how it is. God didn't make you like that way. Amen. Amen. My wife tells me that when she was young, her father would always used to say, smile. Smile. A lady must smile. A lady must smile. You can't just be there without smiling. Those of you who have daughters, tell them. Beat them to smile. Tell them. Beat them. Tell them. You can't just be there without smiling. A lady must smile and be pleasant. 
my wife, my wife told me, she said her father always, because there were a lot of girls, he used to tell them, smile, you have to smile, you have to laugh. You cannot squeeze your face. And then another thing they tell that children, when you squeeze your face, one day it will get stuck. <laughs> it do not come back to normal. If you squeeze your face, one day it will get stuck in the squeeze position. You see, but if you don't come to this camp, you will not hear that you have to smile. You will not hear that you have to be joyful. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But now you know, so you can be joyful. You can be smiling. And you ask yourself, why should I smile? Because the normal mood of a Christian is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. Peace. Love. Why have you squeezed your face when we are trying to be happy? Amen. Amen. So renew your mind. My pastor, once some years ago, he told me that he said he told this story. He said his job was a, a job of a pornographer. You know the pornographers, those who act the films, in film on video. That was his job. So he said that his job was to have sex. Sex was his work. He was always having sex. So he thought that sex was to make love. I mean, love. Having sex is showing love. So he got saved, gloriously born again. But after that, he was always on his job. Showing love to everybody. He showed love to many girls all the time. How many have been showing love since you became a Christian? So, one day, he was in his room asleep with a young girl. And in the middle of the night, a large demon like a man, big black, came to stand at the foot of the bed. And he woke up out of the bed and he was very frightened. And something occurred to him that something is wrong with this. It was after that that he went to read the Bible and he found out that fornication or having sex when you are not married is a sin. He never knew. And his, his mind was renewed. And from that time he was transformed. And since, I, since that day he has been a, he got married. you understand? And he has lived happily ever after up till that day till now. For many years with his one wife. Yeah. Just had one wife since I've known him. Do you understand? And I tell you, you can be changed when you find out things in the word of God. So don't assume that you know because you will never finish knowing. Some of you, you even think you know what I'm preaching. But as I'm preaching, you are learning new things that you didn't know. Yeah, You always think that you know. But you see, that's the delusion. He who thinks that he knows and does not know that he does not know is a what? It's a fool. With capital F. Is that not so? Mercy. I said mercy. Okay. Now, be transformed. This church will be transformed. You will be transformed. I I see you being transformed. Now the next one is that after you are saved, your body is still the same. Your mind is the same. It must be renewed. Your body is the same. It must be controlled. 
Amen. Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, on page 73, it says, I keep my body under, or I keep under my body, huh? and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul said, I keep my body under control. Can I have a glass of water, please? A glass of water? Do you have a glass of water? Yeah, the biggest glass of water you can get. No, this is fine. Water. And um, where is the plastic? Give me a plastic cup. I just want to show you something. Huh? All right. You see? You see? Can you all see this? You can't see it. You can see it? This is your body. Trying to keep it under and it always comes up. You see? See the white thing on the top? That's your body. He said, I keep it under. You have to keep it. It's always trying to come up. Young men, have you not noticed? Your flesh is always trying to come up. <laughs> you try to fast and drown it. After two days after the fasting, it's come up. And it always comes up. Push it down. Comes up again. Throughout till you die, you will be pushing it down. It will come up. And push it down. Huh? Even when you are 50, you see that it's coming up. <laughs> and a woman and a man are different. A man's flesh is different from a woman's flesh. Man's flesh is usually sex is one of the main things you always feel that's why we commit fornication you see that it has come up (laughs) 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 you just force and it comes Pray about it, but look at that. <laughs> yeah? And even sometimes you've kept it down for a long time, like that. Long time. Then before you realize, it's come to the side. Uh, you need to tie it down. <laughs> That's why a man can be married. He can be married for 25 years. He will go and sleep with somebody else. It's amazing. Huh? And some ladies too. Ladies too are now, they are now, their eyes have opened. So now they are also going that way. They say, I know my husband is sleeping with people. I also sleep. 
all sleepers. <laughs> I know by all means he's sleeping with somebody. So I also sleep with someone. One girl she said that me, I know when my I know when I marry my husband will sleep with other people. So I'm also sleeping with people's husbands now. Yeah. I'll sleep with more husbands because I know when I marry my husband will sleep with other girls. Try to be spiritual and push it down. Wake up in the morning, your mind is on some other things. You say that you are at a camp. Then when you wake up in the morning, you see that your bed is wet. You have had a wet dream. Mercy. I keep under my body. Lest that by any means and I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. So even Paul was trying to control his body all the time. The great Paul who went to heaven saw Jesus Christ. He was having problems with the thing just like you, Harrison. Just like you. <laughs> Just like you, he was having problem. Paul was struggling. I keep my body under. Huh? And look at it. Look at something else that he wrote. He said. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. And what are the works of the flesh? The works of the flesh are manifest. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, witchcraft, sedition, envy, murder, drunkenness, and such like, as I have told you before. These are the works of the flesh, not the works of the unbeliever's flesh. This is not the work of unbeliever's flesh, oh. This is not a work of Satan's flesh. This is the work of the flesh. flesh. Once there is flesh in you, it means you. There is witchcraft in your flesh. There is fornication in you. There is adultery in you. There is drunkenness in you. There is envy in you. All of us are like that. We have it. When you see us, we are not following young girls and so on. It's not that we haven't seen them. We have seen them only that we are controlling ourselves. It's not that we don't know what is nice or we haven't seen something that is beautiful. We have seen it. Our eyes are open wide. We have feelings. But we are controlling our feelings. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what Paul said. I keep it under. He didn't say I put it. I keep it. If it was put there, so I put it there. I just put it there. That doesn't stay there. How many have noticed it? If, it? if you were able to keep it for six months, after the seventh month, the thing is waking up again. I have 
you have to do something always to keep it there. Now, ladies, you, your flesh is different. You also like sex. It also comes up. But you have more jealousy, envy, bitterness, unforgiveness, gossiping. Those are your sins. More fighting, quarreling. It is in the, the, it's a part of the list of the flesh. Seditions, quarreling, different things. That is how you are. You understand? As well as the sex ones too. But those ones, you are more passive when it comes to that. They do you more than you do them. (laughs) (laughs) Brothers, they don't quarrel so much. They are not so envying, so bitter. Whatever. But you still have to control. No matter how, ladies, no matter how, whatever, you still have those quarreling, bitterness. When a lady is a pastor of a church, ah, if you don't take care, only her friends will be in the church. She will suck everybody from the church. They cannot stand other ladies. Say so you, and sometimes you can give them nickname, eraser, terminator. They will erase you from the church now. They cannot stand other sisters at all. Is it not? Is it not true? Yeah. Because the, the 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 flesh is you can't stand certain things. That's why the Bible says that a, a woman should not be a leader. So there are certain things you can't tolerate. Whereas a man can tolerate a lot of things happening around, but you can't. Take, you out. You out. 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 <laughs> Before you realize, you have sucked all of them. No patience for anybody. <laughs> Deleter, eraser, terminator. So when you become a pastor, ladies, when you become a pastor, you have to control that side of you. When you see somebody you don't like, don't sack the person. One day I went to a church, the pastor was a lady. And then I asked, I met a a lady in town. I said, why have you left the church? So I said, why? He said, oh, your lady pastor, they have driven away all the other ladies who are not their friends. So my friend is this girl, this girl, and this girl. This one, she likes my husband. I don't want her. This one, she's interested in this. This one, I don't trust her. I've got certain vibes. I'm a woman. I know certain things that are going on in the atmosphere. I've deleted her. I've erased her. I've, I've removed this one. <laughs> Zigzag. They'll say, look, I am a woman. I know what I'm saying. There are certain things you don't understand. You are a man. You don't know. It's a woman's world. I said, this girl, she's very bad. I don't want her around. Suddenly, you don't want her. You don't want her. You don't want her. Now you have erased so many of them. Do you see? That's a woman's flesh. And then the man's flesh too, he has like all of them. I've slept with this one, slept with this one, slept with this one, slept with this one. So when you become a pastor, you don't have to sleep with everybody. Sleep only with your wife. Because your flesh is still the same. You must keep it under control. That's why you must marry. 
marry young and then when you marry you must have sex every day <laughs> to, it helps to keep that's how you keep your body under you have sex but when you have sex all the desire is gone more than once a day twice daily three times a day Yes, it helps. It helps you to not to fornicate. You see, when you are in the world, you have sex. We call it illegal sex. When you are having illegal sex, it's exciting. Quickly. It's like you have got somebody's mother to sleep with, so you just sleep with the person. (laughs) Do you see? When you are a Christian, you don't have such illegal sex. So you have to tell yourself, this one I'm going to do it every day to take away desire. But when you have eaten, you see food. Like so all of you, are, that's why the woman brought the teas. No, oh, she should be outside somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> she should stand outside somewhere. So we don't need her. <laughs> because you are full, is that not so? Yeah. But if you were not full, and you are hungry. When she comes, you say, oh, yeah. Oh, come in, come in. No bag outside. Come nearer. So when you marry, you have sex daily. Twice daily. Three times. And then you ladies too, you don't know. You think that when your husband is not having sex with you, you think that, oh, it's good, I'm on leave. One day I saw a sister, I said, when was the last time you had sex with your husband? So oh, some time ago. I said, hey, some time ago, you are not afraid. So I said, when? He said, about a year ago. (laughs) 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 And so I told him, at that time I didn't know anything. I said, I would not be surprised at all if your husband has a girlfriend. I told her, I would not be surprised at all. I said, I know your husband to be a very good Christian man. One of the best Christian men in the church. But based on what you are telling me, I would not be surprised if he has a girlfriend. Although you are happy thinking that now that he hasn't come, I'm okay. And lo and behold, he had a girlfriend. Eh? So the body there, you have to know about it all. That's why there's a time you see that you better marry. When you don't marry, you are a fool. So those of you who think you are just moving around, you know, for me, yeah, you know, marriage, I'm, I'm looking at certain things, certain things. I'm assessing certain things. <laughs> you must marry because you need it. Me, I need a wife, so I've married. Simple as I can't stay without my wife. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you also need it. And those of you who don't say me today, you are deceiving yourselves. <laughs> you see, when I was in, when I was a younger in a group, 
we felt that if you are spiritual, you don't marry. Do you see? It's like it's spiritual. It's like you are not into such things. Do you understand? But nobody can be wiser than God. Even alcohol. It has been found that, that the places where they say no alcohol at all, that is where they have drunkards. Yeah. Like in America, where, what they call the Bible Belt, where they, if you take church, wine, beer, whatever, it's, it's seen as a very bad thing. That's where there are a lot of drunkards. Whereas in Israel, where wine is allowed, all levels, there's no drunkard there. No alcoholics. So when you put a restriction which God has not brought on yourself, you rather cause perversions. You see, like sometimes you have some priests say, we will not marry. Meanwhile, you need to marry. Now instead of marrying, now the whole thing has turned into gay whatever, sleeping with children, because it's something that the way your flesh is to keep it under control, you need rather to feed it small, small. See, like when we're coming, they showed us a fire. To prevent the fire, they do a little fire. They do a little burning to prevent the real fire. Not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. Everybody say, we shall be changed. We shall be changed. For this corruptible shall put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Hallelujah. So your mortal body will put on immortality. Amen. Alright. Principle number seven. After you are born again, your mind is still open to all kinds of thoughts. You must learn to think on the right things. Amen. Amen. Casting down imaginations and all kinds of negative thoughts. Amen. Amen. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Notice verse 8. Alright. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. God has told you exactly what to think about. You are not at liberty to think about anything. You must not allow. And so don't be sad when bad thoughts come to you. Because your mind is still open. Your mind is like, it's like the highway. The birds are flying over. But you must not allow the bird to settle and make a nest in your head. Amen. The bird can fly through. But don't know. Even mosquitoes come into our room but we spray them. Amen. Amen. So your, your mind is an open mind. All sorts of thoughts come. But you must control it. So that you will know, you will be thinking about the right kind of... And when you do that, you understand, you will see that the confusion will begin to go. God wants to send you and it's like, ah, what is this? Don't worry about that. Amen. Don't let it confuse you. Sisters, you will always be a little depressed. You will always have a little jealousy. Always have a little unforgiveness. But that does not mean that God has not called you. 
The Bible says God bestows more honor on the feeble parts or the weaker parts of the body. That is why in the history of the church, it is women who have been given the greater honor. And in the last day, it is women who will be used to fight the devil. The Bible says that she shall bruise the head of the serpent. Because you are weaker. You have more problems in the flesh. To prevent the real disease, they give you a little of the disease. That's immunization. Small of the, the virus. So you sometimes to prevent sex or prevent adultery, whether you need more sex. Yeah. When you are married. Of course, when you are married. And that's why you should marry and not wait till you are 53 years old. You said, I've now bought my fridge, I've bought my chairs, I've bought my whatever. Your sperms will be finished by then. I've told you already. Huh? And your desire will be finished. Yeah. What do you think? Is it a good idea? And you see, this will keep on confusing you when you want to bear fruit. Your flesh will desire something. So how? I mean, how? How? How many have had some thoughts occur to you? Just as how can such such a thing? You will be ashamed to say that such a thought is occurring to you. Huh? Is that not so? But you see, don't be worried. It is your flesh, and not your spirit. The new man does not think that way. He is righteous and truly holy. But your flesh always the same. Don't try. That's why when I came to the camp, I don't sleep with any of you girls in the same room. Even though if I sleep with you in the same room, I'll believe God that I wouldn't touch you. But I don't trust my flesh. You do get what I'm trying to say. I, I don't want to expose my flesh to certain things to try out to see whether it's strong. No, 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 no. This is very dangerous flesh. The flesh is very dangerous. You must not trust your flesh. Always tell that this thing is dangerous. Dangerous flesh. That's why I said, go and get rid of all those clothes. Because one day your flesh will wake up and say, hey, let's backslide. Then it's okay, let's backslide. Then you start to backslide. But when you want to backslide, there will be nothing to go back to. Amen? Amen. Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. Yeah. So get rid of everything. So that in the day that you now feel so depressed and your flesh is taking you on a journey, there will be nothing. Peter and Co. in John 21, he backslid. He said, I go a fishing. And he went back and got his boats and went fishing. How come he still had those boats? In the day that he was feeling depressed, Jesus had died on the cross and, and he wanted to backslide. He was able to backslide. John 21, he says, I go a fishing. And then the other said, We also go with thee. After training eh, for so much, look at what you are going to do with yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now, the works of whose flesh are adultery, fornication, and hatred? Whose flesh? The works of the flesh. Is it the unbelievers' flesh? The works of the flesh. Amen. Amen. But one day our body shall be changed. Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 it says, We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. 
and we shall be changed. Everybody say, we shall be changed. We shall be changed. We shall be changed. We shall be changed. For this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Hallelujah. So your mortal body will put on immortality. Amen. Alright. Principle number seven. After you are born again, your mind is still open to all kinds of thoughts. You must learn to think on the right things. Amen. Amen. Casting down imaginations and all kinds of negative thoughts. Amen. Amen. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Notice verse 8. Alright. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. God has told you exactly what to think about. You are not at liberty to think about anything. You must not allow. And so don't be sad when bad thoughts come to you. Because your mind is still open. Your mind is like, it's like the highway. The birds are flying over. But you must not allow the bird to settle and make a nest in your head. Amen. The bird can fly through. But don't know. Even mosquitoes come into our room but we spray them. Amen. Amen. So your, your mind is an open mind. All sorts of thoughts come. But you must control it so that you will know you will be thinking about the right kind of... And when you do that, you understand, you will see that the confusion will begin to go. God wants to send you and it's like, ah, what is this? Don't worry about that. Amen. Don't let it confuse you. Sisters, you will always be a little depressed. You will always have a little jealousy. Always have a little unforgiveness. But that does not mean that God has not called you. The Bible says God bestows more honor on the feeble parts or the weaker parts of the body. That is why in the history of the church it is women who have been given the greater honor. And in the last day, it is women who will be used to fight the devil. The Bible says that she shall bruise the head of the serpent. Because you are weaker. You have more problems in the flesh even than men, I believe. The Bible says you are weaker. And yet... If you read, for instance, Robert Sladen's book on God's generals, it is the women who were the greatest. Catherine Kuma was the greatest healer. Amy Sample McPherson was the one who started the denomination. Her fruits are remaining today as the four square gospel church. Nobody else started anything. All the men have nothing to their record as of today. Only the women. <laughs> and the women, Catherine Kuma has given birth to Benny Hill. And her, the healing ministry continues in the world. All the other people have just vanished into thin air. God has covered the feeble parts with more honor. That's why I believe that in this last day, the feeble and the weaker parts of the church and of the body are going to be honored greatly. And that's why I really want to encourage the ladies. Eh? Ladies, listen carefully. Let your heart be drawn to God. Let your, I'm telling you, don't, you have all these things, depression, wickedness, hatred, Jealousy, fighting, fear, and all these thoughts coming. But God will still use you. Amen. Amen. I said God will still use you. 
brothers, you have all this feeling in the flesh. You feel like this, you feel like this, you feel bad thoughts, pornography, different things. Don't let it discourage. God will still use you. He's still calling you. He still likes you. Amen. You are not different from anybody else. You are not different from anybody else. God wants you. I said he likes you. He wants to use you. And he will use you. How many ladies want to be used by the Lord? Oh yes. Decide to be used by the Lord. You will be surprised in this last day. The feeble part. He said you bestow more honor. Even your bodies. The uncomely part. There's some way part. You cover it more. Don't you? You cover it with lace. Before you cover it with something. Before you cover it with something again. Huh? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the uncomely part, the feeble part, we have bestowed them with more honor. That's what God is doing. The weak part, He's bestowing it with honor. The ladies will be bestowed with honor. Amen. My sister, what's your name? Helena. Helena. God is going to bestow you with honor. Honor. Ladies, get ready to stand high in the kingdom. Oh yeah, they said you couldn't preach, but you find yourself preaching. They said you couldn't do it, but you find yourself doing it. It's a marvelous thing. I said it's a marvel, And especially, as we have more and more of the brothers refusing to do, eh, you find yourself moving forward. And you find yourself ruling men. You be leading them. You say, "Come," and he cometh. Go, and he goeth, because the, the men wouldn't do it. So God chose the woman, Amen. and it will be a blessing. Amen. I see you rising. Amen. I see you preaching. Amen. I see you doing His will. Amen. I see you stepping forward. Amen. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Confusion is gone out of your mind. Amen. I said, confusion is gone out of your mind. Amen. How many realize that God is taking confusion away from your mind? Huh? Confusion. I tell you, me all my life I've been passing through confusion to move forward. Though. I'm also sometimes I'm confused all the time. Am I doing the right thing? Is just God happy with me? If God is happy with me, why is this happening? And why is this not happening? If I, if, if I'm doing the right, if I'm, am I am I a good person or a bad person? How many have asked that question before? Like, am I a good person or a very bad person? Am I a very bad person amongst good people? Hey! The devil can talk to you and talk. If you don't take care, you stop. Because once you are confused, you don't drive fast anymore. Two days ago, we were going somewhere. We were got lost. As soon as we got lost, we were confused. We turned left, we turned right. The person was driving, started to drive slowly. You see, as soon as you are confused, you just slow down. You slow down. And many of you have slowed down. Instead of pressing forward, rushing forward. You are just cool. Because it's like you are just looking at yourself. You are not sure of yourself anymore. Because you don't look, you look at yourself, you are not so happy because you look at yourself, you compare yourself with other people who look perfect. But God is saying, step on it. You can do it. I said, you can do it. You can become what God wants you to become. Oh yes. That's why I never give up on people. Sometimes people fall into sin, but God raises them up. Yongicho, when he came to Ghana, I had a dinner with him one night in the restaurant. 
and somebody asks him a question if a pastor goes to sleep with someone what do you do and he said look for if a pastor goes to sleep with someone and so on you have to take it at you have to take your time because we all have a flesh and we can all make mistakes and he said that he had a pastor once who went and slept with someone I don't know what happened he said about today that guy has got about 100,000 members in his church and his church has worked huh yeah because those of us who haven't actually done it we have done it 10,000 times in our minds You haven't, uh, if you haven't done it physically and most of us who, are, who, who we don't know haven't done it, we've done it but we haven't been caught those who have not caught are more than those who have been caught how many have done something you've not been caught up till today, raise your hand <laughs> You've not been caught up till today. Huh? Think about it. So you realize. One guy was telling us sleep with somebody's wife, you go there, go grown ups. People's aunties. I mean his relatives, they come to the as a young boy sleeps with their aunties and everything. In the other in the house, nobody knows. He has not been caught. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that he's not doing it. A lot of things have not been caught. The ones that have been caught are fewer. Are you listening? Yeah. Are you understanding? Yeah. So don't worry. God has a plan and a call for your life. Yeah. Amen. And if you develop spiritually, you'll go very far. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How many have been depressed before? so sad you want to stop everything everything looks useless everything looks bad and nothing is working the whole thing is useless I've also been depressed there are times I've been so depressed even on this journey there was a day that I became just depressed do you understand? I just became sad I just felt everything was useless it doesn't mean that I shouldn't continue I'm not allowed allow the devil to make me confused. Amen. God will keep on. Keep on pressing on. So if you see that even that vision that somebody said that, that the Lego as if you were arranging Lego as if you were playing, then suddenly the whole thing became Yeah. That's what we are doing. You understand? Yeah. I cannot allow the devil to let me be depressed, to be confused. I gotta press on. It's worth it. I said it's worth it. I said it's worth it. We can do it. We can make it. I see you making it. I said, I see you making it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes. The fact that God has not answered certain prayers. How many have prayed about certain things? It hasn't happened yet. But that does not mean that God is not with you. He's with you. I said, He's with you. I said, He is with you. I said, He is with you. The fact that certain things haven't worked out this way or that way does not mean that God is not with you. God is with you. God is working on your case. 
He's working. He's blessing. He's sending. He's calling. I said he's calling. I said he's calling. He's sending. He's going to use you. And his blessing is great upon all those that go for it. So let confusion go out of your mind. Don't be confused anymore. Don't be confused about your age. Amen. Amen. Don't be confused about your age. I'm so young. God wants to use a young person. Stand to your feet. Oh, Father, we thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus.